Welcome to The Hack, the straight-talking smart tech podcast where we discuss the ever-changing world we live in today. It's time to start thinking differently. So tune in and buckle up for some home truths as Hull and East Yorkshire's very own digital tech experts talk transformation and change, focusing on people, process... Back. Certainly are. Haven't we? How's it all going? Very well, thank you. Still got the music in. I love it. We, we do it one, can't we? So, so we've got a very special guest today, Mr. Luke Scott. Thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. You, you don't like us calling you Luke, though, do you? No. Can we expl- let's get right out of the bag on that. Just cause I'll start calling you Scotty now. But why? I just feel it's a little bit too formal. Only my parents call me Luke. We call him Luke quite a bit, though, don't we? Yeah, we do. We must get really close. angry. So, Luke, I, we know each other. I think just say hello, Joe, as well. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And, and I, I always do call him Luke. And, uh, hi, Paul. And uh, I think if you was at a dinner party, right? How would you describe yourself or what you do in that in that dinner party? So that was a different question to ask us to I'll start. That one. Tough one, really. To sell myself, I'm quite outgoing, a bit of an adrenaline junkie, always after the next adrenaline fix. In terms of what I do for a living is help other people, and it's been a passion of mine for as far back as I can remember, but it's now my job, my career, my hobby, my passion, and I just like seeing people smile in any way that I can. Love that, and I think where we're going to go, we're going to not let you off the hook, you're going to do the um, Ten Commandments, so we'll go through that. I think what will be good is... People will get to learn your story as we go through it because we met at Andy's Man Club, didn't we? Um, how long ago now, Paul? How long ago? I reckon it was about three years, wasn't it, Scotty? Coming up to three years this yeah. year. Crazy. Crazy. And we know it's been three years, but being on a journey with Scotty, inspirational, and people will get to find out his story. And we was there at the beginning, which was, yeah. Yeah, I remember it. And, and, uh, but I've got to say, what a goal the other week. Come on, Hey, you won it. What a goal. I you saw know, it on YouTube. It was fantastic. It's had more it's than Messi. Yeah, no, really good. <laughs> so I think, Joe, right, you're excited for this one, aren't you? I think we'll just go straight in at question one and let's see where we go. Okay, then. So, Scotty, what are one to three books that have greatly changed or influenced your life? The first one, I'm going to have to pick four. The first one is how to pronounce my name properly. It's Scott, not Luke. <laughs> a couple probably you'll all resonate with is... The Chimp Paradox by Dr. Steve Peters. I thought the book was wrote about me. It was almost my autobiography, things I was dealing with. And it's really helped me understand why I think the way I do, why I act the way that I do. And it has massively changed the way that I think and feel about everything and everybody in life. Second one is The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma. A brilliant book about a well-sought-after lawyer in America who has everything, multiple cars, multiple houses multiple millions in the bank but has a heart attack on one of his cases and then when he comes round and recovers he, he doesn't want any of this luxury stuff that he's got in life so he sells it and he, he goes to to find the sages of Havana uh, Savannah sorry in uh, the Himalayan mountains and rediscovers himself gets rid say, gets rid of all his luxury belongings and he stays with these monks for six months and then he wants to leave and come back and teach his his learnings to the rest of the world and the people of the West. So he does that, teaches his friends, but the only only deal is they then have to pass on the knowledge that he's passed on to them to, as part of this monk agreement thing. And it's a really inspiring book. It's just really proved that you don't need the valuable things in life. I've never been one for chasing money, but that really settled why. And my last book... We've all got children in here, so we all know Dr. Shoes is other places you'll go. You, didn't, you don't know who it is, do you? 
You don't know who it is? Well, my kids... Think, come uh, on, is think. It, is it a real old book? Because my, kid, my kids have all grown time. up. Yeah. got to be old. You must have been looking... You, I don't know how old it is, but got got to be older than you, surely. There's films as well. Dr. Yeah. Seuss. Never heard yeah. of Dr. Seuss. No. He's one of the most famous kids offers, I think. Lends every day, Paul. Every day's a lender. Um, every day's a lender. Yeah, and it's other places you'll go. And I'm not much of a reader, but I've read this to my kids a few times and I thought, it, this isn't a kid's book. I can see my life in it. It just explains the tops and the bottoms of life, but in like a, a child-friendly way. And yeah. I, I enjoy reading that one to my kids on a bedtime. That's great. That second book, what was the name of that one again? Because never, I've never heard of that one at all. Uh, Monk Who Sold the Ferrari? Yeah. I've never heard of that one? No. I'll bring you in. I've got a um, fantastic, really incre- incredible book. But I get exactly, exactly, you said that book is so profound in, in that. We see this at the Man Club, Scott, don't we, Paul? Life isn't about how many decorations you've got. It's about the relationships you have. Mm. And it's just a fascinating insight. Like you've just said there, I think you spoke, you couldn't speak any better about it as you did. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just reading the the Five O'clock Club as well, by, or the Five AM Club by same author Robin Sharma. Yeah. Um, brilliant book again, just about the the basics of life and the important things. And it is that there isn't any value apart from time and health. And yeah. it's a really good book. And do you think, Scott, that like during COVID and stuff, that there's been a turnaround in people's attitudes about that kind of stuff about having possessions and chasing those kind of material things. Do you think there's been any changes? Have you seen any amongst your peers? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of people are in jobs to chase the money, to buy these luxury things, to impress people they don't even like. And I think through COVID, we've had lockdown, but three lockdowns now. We've had time to spend with our families that money can't buy. Unfortunately, I lost my grandma back in February to not through COVID, but it really put in perspective mm. how much family does mean and you can't actually buy that time back and you can't buy the health. Well, we, we might have the best healthcare providers in the world, but it doesn't buy you any better health. It, it just buys you better care. Um, I, I totally agree with you there, Scotty. Um, I think during COVID, um, when we was all in lockdown, I've been working this week, but my wife has spent some really quality time with the sons, daughters, grandchildren and... I haven't been there, but I've seen the pictures that she's took this week. And just seeing them all have some quality family time and time together. My wife was buzzing. She said, I can't believe how much fun I've had this week. And it was just little things like that we missed during lockdown. And money can't buy that. Money yeah. can't buy that. Scott, it was absolutely brilliant. On, on the money there. On the money. I'm going to the next one. So um, what is, a, is your feel-good song or music that gets you focused or, or really makes you happy? A lot of man is like hip-hop and rap, a lot of 50 Cent and Eminem. But I've, I've really grown to, to Ben Rainey's Deep House music through lockdown. I've got a few, <laughs> a few of his USBs. They're on my uh, Spotify playlist for my workouts. I've, I've got quite a wide range of music that I do listen to. It just depends what mood I'm in, really. But Ben's tracks are incredible. I'm just going to... Our jingles, but, you know... Yeah. What a chill. What a chill. You know what I mean? But there, aren't we? We, we love Mr Rainey, don't we? Yeah. What, what, a, what a bloke he is. Um, yeah, I get that track on... Uh, on my playlist. Yeah, we, yeah, we can get you it. Um, I'll he, listen to that. Yeah, he, he, he remixed um, The Greatest Showman for us. That's, that's what this is underneath, I think. Um, it sounds like it. He's just class, isn't he? Such a chill. Yeah, he's such a creative. Uh, and I think, but that question there, you know, around music, I, th- I think music's so important. And as this show's going out, it, it's, you know, huge for people to be under, understanding themselves, isn't it? And, and using different tools and techniques to when they are feeling a bit down to try and drag themselves out of it, has music played a big part for you? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I've said this at the club a few times, these, these types of questions come up. Strangely, I like to listen to Adele and, oh, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, incredible. And not necessarily for the songs, but for the words and the lyrics that she uses. And I can really resonate with a lot of the, the sad and sort of upsetting songs. And there's one, I think it's Tom Fletcher, that sings Leave a Light On. Yep. My wife, when I was in hospital, when I was struggling, that song was just released at the time. And she said it just reminded me of sort of me and the journey that I'm on now being on. And it's now, she struggles to listen to it now because it brings back them dark memories. But now I listen to it and I think... That's the type of thing that I'm doing now in, in my role with Andy's Man Club and the NHS and, and the things outside of that and, and all the volunteering stuff that I do to inspire hope in others. Yeah, all that sort of music, but that only because it resonates and because I can feel it rather than not because of the beat and the, the music or anything. It's more the lyrics, but yeah, a lot of it's hip-hop, R&B, things like that. Yeah. Great one. It's in, it's in the next one, Paul. Here we go. Right, it's got a what purchase of £50 or less has most positively impacted your life in the last six months? £50. It's not a great deal of money, but you can buy a lot with £50, can't you? And I think that's why it's such a good question. I think it's probably... I've just got into road biking recently this year, so it's probably cleats for my, my shoes, and my shoes as well all cost less than £50. What was that, Paul? You, 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 you oh, yeah, You're point, pointing, you're pointing. <laughs> I'm getting a road bike. <laughs> And lycra. <laughs> no, but we but there's a there's a there's a there's a key point in this. We were talking about this, right? Like I got into biking in lockdown and it's been fantastic for my mental health. It's been fantastic and I've challenged myself this last seven days to get my bike out and bike to work. I've used them cycle lanes that we've spent three hundred and fifty thousand pounds on, all of us in this room. Yeah, we've contributed to that. So I thought we might as well use them, haven't we? Yeah. And so what blew my mind, it takes me 25 to 30 minutes, sometimes 40 minutes in traffic to get here. But with no traffic, it's what, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. How long do you think it takes me to get here on bike? 15 minutes. minutes. I've got it down to 10 minutes and 40 seconds. I'm trying to get under 10 seconds. I was going to get it bang on. We should have had a bet. Paul, as I was coming home from the gym the other morning, guess who was in his car coming to work there? On Friday, only on, only on Friday. Friday, only on Fridays. So, but weirdly, I think it was the Thursday actually. That was last week. That yeah. was the week before. Uh, so I only, only started last right, week. This week, yeah, this week. But but the key point on that though was, I thought coming on the Friday because we we're in early at about half past six yeah. out from networking. I thought I'll um, come in the car. It took me longer. There's lots going on. So I think what what have you found out in, in cycling? I just love it. Just out on the open road. Yeah, just enjoying sort of the. I try and get out in the countryside, so I just enjoy the natural views that you... I try to paint. I'm not a very good painter, but just to see and listen to the natural sounds of nature and, and get out and about away from the traffic. I know I've, I've got to get through traffic to, to get to these nice places. I, I think as well, training and is massively positive for your mental health. I see Luke at the gym, at the boxing gym, where I try and sling a few still. Me, Scotty, yeah. yeah Scotty, Scotty, sorry. Well, it wasn't sorry. Jeff, Ninja. Sorry, Joe. Um, sorry, Scotty. And he puts it in. He puts it in the boxing gym. And I, I do a little bit, but I try my best. I'm just going to call you out here, though, as well, because you was off air. You was trying to signal, even though we, we, we video record that, so we can play this back. But let's just talk, because us three, we're at Man Club. Yep. We support and challenge each other. I think it's a real good insight for Joe, right, to see what, what we us lot get up to. But there's an interesting thing in the week, Joe, right, where... Paul's saying he, want, he wants to get back on the wagon again because we, we slip, we've slipped in other bits, right? Like we always do. So I'm like, I'm biking. And I said, have you ever tried biking? And what did you say to me? No. No. 
never gonna go, never gonna so never gonna so I was like why not and you, what, your words was you're too big to bike didn't you that's what you said to me yeah I think I'd eat the saddle you went I'm too big to bike I'll eat the saddle <laughs> right and and he you just give me what I call a, a war me story, story. Yeah, yeah but it was a good one it must have been an hour and a half so, so what did I say to you stop, stop. no you sent me a video so and then you went I'm not challenging you it's your journey yeah journey but the, yeah. the, the little ref- sent me that. But the, the reference I sent you though, right, was a guy and who just biked at thirty-eight stone. He started he got on a bike at thirty-eight stone. And he could only go about half a mile if that and he had to get off. And then but then he came back and then now He just started biking to work. Just started biking to and work. And it just it was one of them stories I was reading, I was like, how, how inspiring is that? And I've been making loads of excuses why I can't do it. And and then like this like these past like four days I've done it. Boom, twenty I've got tw- an extra twenty minutes in my day. I've done my workout. Job done. So after watching that video, he's got in a bike. <laughs> I'm ordering. I'm, I'm going to talk to you afterwards about that. You've got a bike, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah but so, don't so worry. Got, and Scotty's got one. I'm just, all I'm thinking, right? It's like I planned this today. It, I'm thinking we could do like a charity bike ride, or we could at least do something. Come on. Do, do you think? Oh, what do you think, Scotty? You get us into all sorts. What do you think, Sky? Up for that, and it's I'm, something I'm I've thought it. about. I um, think after the first month, I'll be able to take my stabilizers off. So, we, so. so we've got to get working on that. So that so we'll get you a basket for the front as well, Paul. I, I've got a real good challenge for predominantly Andy's Man Club. I was going to try and suggest that get a few of the guys from Andy's Man Club Hull to cycle down to Andy's Man Club Halifax, Huddersfield, where it was first started. I th- yeah, I think there we go. <laughs> there you go. It's not me challenging there, is it? Yeah, well, well, yeah, of course you can. Yeah. Of course you can. Um, so right, we'll get on that then. We'll we'll get planning that. Can I just go back because you yeah. two haven't shut up yet? Go How are you finding the cleats? I'll be honest, I've not been out in them because of lockdowns and isolation, but I've got them and I'm trying to walk around the house in them and they're really uncomfy. But uh, when I get on my bike... You don't want to be riding around the house and I'm just get them on. Just get, get on. on. Go, just go. Get on That's and go. That's what I need to do. Just bite the bullet and go. And then if you fall off, we go, go again. again. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be getting some cleats as well. <laughs> you will do you be. Know? <laughs> do, you, do, you, do that to him. Do you know? I didn't know what that was, and I had visions of what cleats is in my head. Basically, you just strap your feet to the pedals so that when you're going uphill... You fall off. <laughs> you've got more power. There's more power. You don't have to think about your pedal. You just, you just go. I had a bike once. Cleats, I, I had a bike once, and it had them on it. Did it? Yeah, and what I was happened? going up a cab, and I couldn't get my feet out, and I slid into the railings, and the bike was on top of me, and this guy drove by in his car laughing at me. That leads us very nicely on to... Yeah, go on. Do you have a lesson from a failure you are, Scotty? <laughs> yeah, use stabilisers until you're comfortable <laughs> and get used to your cleats before stopping at traffic lights or cabs. Don't go... Go cabs. I've missed you. I don't really fail at anything. And I know that sounds real baguette, but I, I prefer to look at it as either win or a learn. I suppose, for me, it's the alcohol. Stopping drinking, as we record this today, it's 1,007 days... And it's, I used to use it as a coping mechanism. Can we just say that again? How many, how many days? 1,007. I'm just grab that there. <laughs> Incredible. I think on this sort of question, because I, I want to dig on this, I think it's so much le- lessons for people. You sharing your story, which you've shared countless times, of you walking through the door at Andy's Man Club. Could, could you talk to, about that to educate people? Because I, I can't do it justice, knowing you back then. To knowing you now, I can't, I can't put and, and give Joe the, 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 the picture for us on that. My first, when I first stepped through the doors at Andy's Man Club, yep. so I turned up two weeks prior in my car, couldn't make it, couldn't get through the door, couldn't get out of my car, so I drove off 
went home and I told my wife that I'd done it. And she went, oh, how was it? What did they say? I can't lie now because she's asked me questions about it. So there's a, a bit of a rule at the club we don't, don't speak about outside the club. And she said, oh, we're getting married soon. You, you need to tell me everything. So I was like, okay, I didn't go in. Oh, why, why didn't you go in? I couldn't face it. I was too anxious. I said, I'll go next week, I promise. But I told my car in that week. So I got the bus there. And then I didn't, didn't get in. Didn't, didn't go through the door again. And I thought, oh, what am I going to say? But by the time I get because I'm walking, she might think I've actually been because I'm not home at five past seven like I was last week. And I said, I think. But then the next week I went and I thought, if I don't do anything, and bearing in mind, probably three hours before I'd, I'd actually gone to Andy's Man Club, I'd contemplated taking my life. And I got there and I decided, it's now or never, because otherwise I'm just going to go and, and do what I had planned originally. And I was met by a real nice guy, Jackson, took me in and he said, look, you're not the only one that's it's the first night tonight. And which made me feel a bit easier. And then I went in and... There was a room full of people and I, I just stood and, and looked and panicked because there was all these big belly men and I'm thinking, people don't talk on a Monday about the feelings in general, let alone. And then, yeah, I was introduced to Paul and then into onto Leon and Leon said, oh, welcome, really glad to have you here. You can just sit and listen if you want. I said, yeah, I don't think I'm going to talk. He said, we've got some real good questions tonight. And, and there was. I answered four out of the five questions and then... That was it, the club was over. And I felt, I don't know why, I felt something that I felt listened to and I don't know what it was, but it made me want to go back the next week. It, it certainly hadn't cured me that first night. I didn't feel on top of the world, but I felt better than when I walked in. And I went back the next week and the week after that and before I knew it, I was facilitating and opening the doors to on every Monday night to other men in similar situations to what I had been. And it's... I've never looked back and I don't plan on looking back apart from to, to praise myself for my journey that I've been on. But it, I don't think I'd, I'd be here if it wasn't for Andy's Man Club and Leon and Paul and the other facilitators for opening them doors on that Monday night. And I, I, thanks for sharing that. I think that the, the key though, all of that though, what I always talk about, and we, we have some laughs on this now, don't we? Because um, we always say we have a lot of giggles at Andy's Man Club, don't we? The bit, like I, I was saying to you was, I just held the mirror up to you because you did all the work. You, just, you did the work, you turned up, you showed up, you spoke about your mental health, you answered the questions, you did all the work. Andy's Manco was just that vehicle for, to allow you to express yourself, and I think that's why you're so passionate about giving back now, and I think that's why the club's so passionate, so, so successful, Joe, because we've got real men with real problems, sharing, helping and caring and, and loving each other, right? It don't get any bigger than that. So what in the work you do, Joe, in suicide prevention, how does that make you feel knowing that joint, that journey, that story, you don't want to add anything to that? No, I just think it's absolutely amazing. Obviously, I, I do know Scotty's story. We have, we've spoken before, but I think every time you hear it, it's so powerful. And I think that's the power of Andy's Man Club as well. It's not it's the everything in it. It's you all combine. So it's about that individual, but also about the club and what you do for each other. And um, just the other day, they'd put a picture on, you've got the Queen's Award, haven't you, for Andy's Man Club, which, again, congratulations. But I saw that it had been awarded. And there was a picture of, I think it was three men. It was Kieran, one of the original guys who turned up at Halifax. And it was real nice to see Kieran taking that award. I was quite emotional. The, the one where there was all cuddling. When there was just cuddling. Yeah. And just that the power of seeing that. And I often get asked and challenged as my in my role as Suicide Prevention Programme about, okay then, so tell me about these kind of clubs and what do they do and how do you know that they're doing any good? And you've just told the story about how good they do for people and actually they prevent suicides. And that's... That, yeah, that's it. Uh, you know, it's that one man. 
and I think it just restores my faith in community and and it doesn't get enough good press of all the good work like everyone's doing, does it? Because it is there, isn't it? Would you want to add to that? Yeah, and I think, I've already said it, it saved my life, but it allowed my, my children to still have a father around. I wasn't married at the time. I was in a long-term relationship. It allowed me to, to make a wife out of my girlfriend and I'm now a better person for me and for them and they get the best version of me because I, I commit my time to two or three hours on a Monday night to help others. But yeah, it certainly does not get the recognition that it deserves. No. I'm, I'm sure, we're, I know that we're all plugging it and pushing it and banging that drum, but we still need to do more. And I think the other thing, as this goes out, what would you say to that one guy who, who is at the end, who feels lost, feels isolated, feels not listened to? Like you, you talk, you tend to talk up three times and not walking through. What advice would you give that guy? I've been there. I feel your pain. Come in, let's have a chat uh, with like-minded people, like-minded men that can re- really resonate with your story, your journey, and actually become part of it. And we will help you along the way. And you'll always meet people outside the door as well, won't you? If, if people are struggling like you did to get actually through the doors, that if they just drop you a message, they'll, one of you will meet them outside we, anyway. We, we, we have done that. We yeah. we have guys that do we'll look at Jackson, drop us a message. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll look at Jackson, for example. Yeah. Jackson, now he now runs Beverly, yeah. right? Yeah. He knows if he's a set himself. I remember Jackson coming for that dollar first, Sam. But for, for many months, and Jackson won't mind me saying, um, he didn't have the confidence to actually go in the room sometimes. It used to bring up some some memories and stuff, didn't he? When he was working through it. Jackson, you said, I'll just stand on the door. Now, I knew the most important job was standing on that door. I used to stand on myself, and you did a number of times where you would go up to people, like Scotty, who we know, driving up and going, oh, you're coming in with us. And you've done it, and you've all done it. Being out and got the guy and said, you're coming in. Regardless or not, you're here. We're going to help you. So what I love about the, the, the club like that, Jackson is the first person you met. What great job did Jackson do getting you into that club? How important was it? Yeah, I don't think I can put it into words because I I couldn't barely speak and I think you'll have to remember it. I could barely lift my head off the floor. No, you couldn't. Them, them first few weeks, probably even a month. And it, it was hard, even worse, because it was the last one of the year before we shut yeah, down yeah, for Christmas. Yeah, I remember. And Christmas is a relative time for me. But yeah, I, I couldn't lift my head off the floor, couldn't speak, but now I'm in such a position where I'm able to go on podcasts like this and, and share my story on, on other platforms and and provide that support to other people but the, the support that Jackson gave me was that little bit of hope that I needed just to get through the gate and then just to get through the door and then even just to sit in the room which yeah. I, I never thought I would ever do. To lead a room, you lead a room now don't you, you lead a room, you, you're doing and I think it is that that word what we call it, it is a brotherhood isn't it, it is it is can I just, I know you're going to go on to the next question, Leon, but just to say as well that there's women out there that will be listening to this yep. podcast and just to let them know that we have the First Ladies Club in Hull. Um, there's two clubs, so if people are feeling the same for all those women out there, there's, we know that the suicide rates for women are high as well. Please come along to one of the clubs. How can, they, how, Facebook, how can they find out more about that, Joe? If, if they can go on to Facebook and have a look on Facebook, and it's at Echo on a Wednesday evening or at the um, community centre on Orchard Park. The boxing club, it's there as well on a Wednesday evening, quarter to seven, the doors open. And, and you've been, again, you know, you're new into getting involved in that and... Dickie Bed told me he was running a room the other week. Um, did it give you a good insight? And you know, anything? What, what's your thoughts? Did give you more passion? It did give me more passion. The first time that I saw it, I, you, you all know, there's, it, I'm a clinician at heart. I, I like to go in there. 
to resolve issues and um, that's what I've you know been taught to do so to sit back and just to listen to people and to see the power of what those questions do and about people just giving in their own time is, is just really powerful and uh, yeah we ran ours um, I ran the first group this week it was dropped on me about half an hour before can you go lead this group and I was like oh crikey yeah cost can and huge shares that night huge shares you just don't know what's going to come through the doors, do you? You don't you know who's going don't. to come through the doors. No. And th- and that's, for me, is the power of it. And that's why I believe so strongly in these community groups. Yeah, love that. So we're going to hit you with the next one. What is a favourite quote or saying that if you could share with everyone in the world, what is it and why? I touched on it briefly before. I don't believe in failure. You either win or you learn. And for me, it's failure is not an option. I believe in it so much I got it tattooed down my arm. Or one that I set up my own business from is we go again and it's just to inspire hope in others that actually this isn't the end no matter if you have failed or or you've lost you've learned we do go again no matter when no matter how but we get up and we go again we don't give up love that that. i I thought it'd be we go again i thought it would be but i want to dig on that a bit more though where that where do you get that idea from that that inspiration for that so uh, throughout my recovery I, i started boxing and it was around the time that Tyson Fury first fought Deontay Wilder, so it was massive for me. I've always been into boxing, but Tyson Fury's story really spared me on. And I remember I was walking home to get the bus one time, just walking over the flyover, and I was like, why do I feel like this? Why do I feel this pain? Why do I put myself through it? This physical pain of the training and the everything that you need to go boxing training. I know, Leon, you're a big boxing fan. Paul, you used to box. You know the trainings that go into it and the, the pain that it causes. Yeah. And I remember getting on the bus and I thought, why am I doing it? But I know that I'll be there tomorrow. And it was like, that was it. Just, we go again tomorrow. And I, I started saying it to myself, and it, it got me there. It got me to the gym. And then as I got more involved in the gym, I started saying it in sessions and in between sets. Come on, lads, let's go. We go again. And it built up from there. And from that, I set up a YouTube channel and to share my story, really, and inspire hope in others. Got a lot of positive feedback, positive messages. And I thought, I want to be more directly involved. So... I set up the, the business as we go again, and it's, it's snowballed from there. I, I love the saying, I, th- I, I think it's, and, and I, I often it. say it myself, like, and I always think of you now when I say it, I always think we go again, and, and I think about you, and I love the other one that you say around the, it's not a failure, we either win or, or we or learn. And I really like that because I think I, we often have this discussion, don't we, about the failure bit and the failure question, and actually how negative that sounds, failure. And actually, it is about learning lessons and doing something different the next time. Yeah, and it is. And failure, failure is first attempt at learning, isn't it? It's something like that. It's something like something. First attempt in learning. Yeah, first attempt yeah. in learning. That's what it stands for, isn't it, in my world? And I agree with you on it. But I think but there's so much lessons people can talk. And that's why I love having you on the show. Because I know on a Monday when we talk about it, we've got another guy who's struggling there. Your story is just so powerful. And I think um, we always talk, don't we? like the man club, it's that little bit of light in someone's darkness. And I think the only way we can add more light or a bit more sparkle to people's life, even lives, is just being sitting and being present and asking the questions. And I think the the weird bit, Joe, which I still, it still, it still is weird. And like you say you're a clinician at heart. No one fixes anybody at, at man club. It's that, it's that, it's that thing though. No one can fix somebody else. You have to fix yourself, don't you? You've had to fix yourself. You have to rebuild yourself, haven't you? We, we all do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm not afraid to say that I'm selfish. Um, but it's for the best reasons. I'm selfish by being selfless. I look after myself so that in turn, like I've said, the, the people around me get the best version of me, whether that's at the club or at the gym or at home with my family and my children and my wife. And 
everyone at work, people get the best version of me because I look after myself and I don't see it as selfish, although I do openly say that it is because it's, I'm doing it for me. And although Andy's man could save my life by, by opening them doors and being there and giving me that opportunity to share, I did the hard work. You did, yeah, 100%. But I'd, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the inspiration yeah. from the guys at the club and, and the support of my family back home. When when you sit here and listen to Scotty's story, we've listened to it and we know it because we were part of that journey with him. But I still found myself getting emotional today listening to it yeah. because you was there at his deepest, darkest times. And watching him now, we was having a laugh during the week, Leon and I, because when we're doing this podcast, we've got loads of great facilitators now at the club or run the club. And we was calling Scotty the new kid on the block, weren't we? It was new kid on the block. Where the old guys now, aren't we? New kid on the block. And the new kids on the block. But we've got loads of guys there who've been on a really long journey that have stayed and giving back and doing a fantastic job there. And it's new kids on the block. That's what we call it, the new kids on the block. Yeah, and I think that's the power of the club, though, because like at times, we all want to be there, don't we, and do stuff, but it's not. It's never going to be a true organisation if it needs certain individuals. Like like us, us three were part of his man club. It it doesn't need us, but it chooses to want us, doesn't it? But it doesn't need us, does it? it and that yeah. and how powerful is that? And and with all of that awkward conversation with each other, we're going. You need to use a club. So you, all this title of being a facilitator and everything, we strip it bare, don't we? Uh, Absolutely, yeah, and it's. Being a facilitator, I'm super proud of it and I'm super proud to give back to the club and the community and, and share my story. But more importantly, if it weren't for the club, I, I have to strip it back and think about myself in that selfish, by being selfless type of act. But I, I then can't provide that support that I pride myself on if I'm not looking after number one. So I have to take that step back and not be a facilitator. And the lads at the club know, and Paul and Leon know, it's all all right if you say look, I just need to use the club tonight rather than be a facilitator. And, and every facilitator gets that. It's not a privilege, it, it is what it is. You are that one man sometimes. The facilitator is that one man that needs to use a club and that's absolutely fine. And There's no judgment from anybody. You, you just become part of the club still. Everybody that steps through the door, whether it's the first or 101st time, they're still part of that brotherhood. Exactly. I just want to ask another question, Luke, because we, we sort of skipped over it a little bit. I know we had a round of applause on it, but and I think there's a huge lesson there for people as well. So we talk about distractions. Drink was a massive problem for you, wasn't it? Do you want, do you want to talk a bit more on that? Because I know you don't mind talking on that. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. I'd used it socially. I then started to abuse it. And eventually I was just, I was totally abusing it. And I was out on my own and I was telling the wife I was going to pub to make so and so when I want, I was just going there on my own. And it, it's... I've spoken openly about where it's ended me. I've, I was in a police cell on Christmas Day 2017 because of um, suicidal intentions and actions, and then I needed to sort myself out, and I, th- I thought I did. And then just 11 months later, I was I was back in hospital again, and I had to stay in hospital for five, six days. And it was then that I thought something really needs to change, and I thought I'd changed everything, and... I clearly hadn't. I was still out on a weekend drinking Thursday through to Monday sometimes. And it, it just spiralled out of control. And I, I wasn't dependent on it, but I was probably not far off dependent on it. And I'm glad that I was stopped at the right time because it wasn't my decision to, to stop me. The first time on Christmas Day, I could picture everyone's life without me in it a lot better off, even my children. And then just 11 months later, the only one thing that had changed is 
I can't see my children without my dad. And that's probably what held me back. But I didn't phone the, the emergency services. Somebody else did, thankfully. And I, w- I was given another chance. And I suppose it was from there that we go again came from, without me even knowing it. And, yeah, from there, I've, I've never touched it since. And I've been to our beef on a stag do. I've been to weddings. Like I said, my, my grandma passed away. That I would have used that alcohol to, to get through and, and cope previously. And I've, I suppose it's just shown the true strength that I, I can find with inside me and that other people can find. I'm not saying everyone needs to stop drinking, it's the best thing for you, but if you're finding it's a problem, maybe start to look at it and review it. No, I think you make a great point because right. actually yeah, we, we were sharing, what, we're having a, fr- a get-together out with some friends and I, I had drinking today, but there's a, a, another deep challenge on that. Is drink, I'm not good in drink, is the, is the bottom line. I'm, I'm just not, I'm not a good drunk. Um, I can have a laugh, but it just takes me so long to get back up again, if that makes sense. And my dad, he's a pub landlord, so he didn't have a good relationship with drink. So I don't see drink as a... a but there's times and places, and, and, I, and I, I still do drink, but I don't need drink to enjoy myself. And I take a lot of inspiration from people like Scotty, who, who, and I hear so many stories like this. So I'm like, no, I don't need it neither. And, and, it, and I just want to take me off to what you do, because I think it's incredible, incredible. Can I ask you some questions around that? Because I think it's really important because people that are giving up alcohol or drugs, it's really difficult to just give it up because you often need something to replace that. Yeah. So what kind of things have you put in your life? You, you've talked about Andy's Man Club, you've talked about boxing. Are those the kind of things that you replaced instead of the alcohol and, and using those as the crutch? Yeah, absolutely. I've always been married to fitness. I joined the army straight from school, so... From the age of 13, 14, I was training physically and, and mentally for that. And then that was, I had a short career in the army. I was still in training when I came out and that was the start of my downfall. So I just got back on, back into fitness, running stupidly amounts, cycling, boxing. It gave me an opportunity to, to spend my Friday night reading a book or researching something rather than being 20 pounds down and 100 quid down in the booze with my friends. But it's made me a lot better person for it. And like yeah. I say, I've, I've touched on that. I've set up my own business. I've become a facilitator at Andy's Man Club. I've achieved lots of things in these past 1,007 days that I never thought would have been achievable. Had I carried on drinking, and it, it probably would have been, but it wouldn't have been as easy. And I'm not saying it's been an easy ride without the alcohol, because it, it, um, Paul and Leon and, and yourself, Joe, know that it's not been an easy ride for me. But I've dug deep, and I've, I've been tested at times through the alcohol. And I've had to really test myself discipline. I'm proud of where I am. And I've, I've never said I won't drink again, but I certainly don't have any plans at the minute. Good. I think that's amazing. So if there's anybody out there that's listening, go to Andy's Man Club, get some support. And if you're thinking about giving up the drink or drugs or anything else that's really not very good for you, it's about looking for those alternatives that will really support you um, and help you. Well, I think going back to what Luke just said there, Scotty, sorry. Wait, what Scotty said there, We've got, we all know depression doesn't, or mental ill health doesn't discriminate. So we have men coming through that door from all walks of life. We have company directors, people out of work, yeah, and it doesn't discriminate. And people have come through the door with loads of problems that they've got themselves, like Scotty said about his alcoholism, there's people there with drugs. So the good thing about Andy's Man Club, we don't give advice and we're just there to talk and listen, but there's people with a similar situation to you that you can talk to. So so Scotty would give his advice of what worked for him. 
in an alcohol situation. I think Andy Exup, he was the same. Yeah, yeah. I think he probably partnered up with Scotty. So there's different people who's had different situations that you can talk to and sympathise with because they've been on a similar journey to you. But they could be from two totally different spectrums in life where normally you wouldn't met up. I, I always say this, and I've got friends for life through Andy's Man Club, and in a normal walk of life, I wouldn't have met these people. Well, us, us four wouldn't be sat in this room if it wasn't exactly. for Andy's Man Club. And some of the things we've all achieved and we are achieving is from just that spark. But I think, I think one of the key things, it's no, no different with the Ladies Club, and you're seeing it in its early stages now of developing, aren't you? I think what's so magical and the bit what we always... And it's easy for us to say this looking back... I think what it does amazingly well is helps you grow new circles. Yeah. Helps you, and, and it's, it's linking in nicely with this next question. What it does is it helps with this next question. So ask this next question, because I, I think, in a nutshell, this is what Andy's Man Club is about doing, really. I okay. think just before you hit the next question, I think, yeah, everything is, is done well in moderation. So if you can drink well in moderation, fine. If you can exercise well in moderation without overdoing it, Fine. And yeah, like you said, Paul Andy Axel has been a massive inspiration for me. But I have to rein it in sometimes with my own fitness. I know I want to achieve these goals. But I'm the it, same as you. It, that's that's why I struggle. I know. I know that's you're why an athlete, I struggle. Paul, I mean, I full of it, isn't he? Paul was full he, of it. He was there the other day. I'm, I'm turning him off. I, I, we're turning him off. We aren't listening to any more of that. It's him in the next one. I want in a good state when I got off that trip. Oh, what was it? <laughs> Let's go. We don't talk about it. Here we go. In the last five years, what new habit or belief has had the most profound effect on your life, mate? It's definitely fitness and giving up the alcohol, but also picking up the books. Put the beer down, pick up the books, learn something. You do learn some things in a pub, listening to some people on a Friday and Saturday night, but I don't know if it's constructive that's going to build you for life. But yeah, learning, education, definitely fitness. And talking, absolutely, just talking, not bottling things up getting things out in the open and being open and honest with yourself as well. So, so do you agree with me when I'm saying I'm pushing to get onto that question because I think that's what First Ladies Club does, I think that's what Andy's Man Club does. It, I think it really challenges people to look at their habits and their beliefs or or if we take it back a little bit further, that it, asks, it asks you to look at your what are your sort of actions that you're taking and what are the patterns that are coming into your life because, like you just mentioned there, an unhealthy pattern for you was going to that pub you change that same effort effort of going out and meeting people into a Monday night, and all of a sudden, you're still going out and meeting people, you're still communicating, having a good time with people, you've just changed the the drink for a cup of tea, a brew, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's exactly the same thing you was doing, and you just, it's the same effort, the same time, but then you're waking up revitalised, you fed your mind rather than nulled your mind. Yeah, that's it. And I think in terms of belief, I'm not religious or anything, but it gave me an opportunity to rediscover myself and I'm still on it. So I'm, I quite like the teachings of Buddhism. So I've, I'm, I'm still learning about that. And it, it's given me the opportunity. I don't think I would have done that sort of two, 1,007 days ago. Definitely not 1,008 days ago. I wouldn't have thought like that. But now I want to see how I can better myself by bettering other people around me. Um, it's It's all about learning new things for me now. I think that, that goes again. Perfectly. Perfect. Perfectly. Perfect. It's, it's going really well today, isn't it? So knowing what you know now, um, what advice would you give to yourself at 18 and what advice would you have ignored? The advice at 18, think more, talk more, drink less. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was 18, I was in the army, so drinking was part of the, the culture. So Yeah. Yeah, no, but I think great advice for that as well, isn't it? It's hard, isn't it, when you look back because 
everything I think shapes us, doesn't it? You know, no regrets. Because if you didn't, if you didn't do them things, you wouldn't know that it's not a good use of your time, now, would you? Or is that just me thinking? No, I, th- I think you've got to try all sorts when you're younger, aren't you? and I think things are different now. Actually, I don't think the, the drink culture is quite the same as it was certainly at my age because that's what you did do. There, there was nothing very much else to do really, so we did go out drinking a lot. Where I think it, it's changed. I think that culture's really changed yeah, now. It's changing, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'll leave in the next one. So we all feel burnt out, unfocused, unenergized, overwhelmed. What do you do if helpful? What sort of questions do you ask yourself? It's hard to say what I do because I've, I've said it's fitness, it's it's all this learning. But if I feel unmo- unmotivated to do it, I'm unlikely to do it like anybody is. And it's I, I then have to ask myself, what do we do? What Where do we go from here? What do you want to achieve? And then answer them questions, but how do we need to achieve that? And then, okay, let's get on the bike then. If you want to go rad 100 miles to Halifax for charity, you're not going to do that overnight. So let's do something about it. Let's act. Hint, Paul. Hint. I don't worry. It's, 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 it's on order. It's on order. I like the way you did that, Sky. Thanks, yeah. You wish to see me yellow lycra. Oh, and I think yeah. on the last question as well, like Leon touched on it about regrets. I don't have any regrets because at that very time when I made that decision, or any decision I've ever made, it was a good choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that one. Then I'm going to hit you with this one, Scotty. Who in the world would you like to interview, past or present, and why? I've been looking forward to this question every time I listen to the podcast. And I've, I've touched on it oh, briefly. Oh, do you listen to it? Yeah, oh. I do. Because, because Paul doesn't send me the questions out, so I have to listen to, <laughs> to get my, my knowledge. One job, Paul. It'd be Tyson Fury. And I think not in an interview setting, more in a training, in a gym setting, where we could both train, both talk about our mental health and just be normal people training, whether that's for, he's training for a world title, I might just be training to, to get through that day. But I'd, I'd just love to, to to spend some time with him in both of a, an environment that's our passion. And I, th- I think, did you watch the, because I love that video of him when he's huge overweight, he goes out running and he says he's going to be a world champion again. Have, have you guys seen that video? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it, yeah. And it just blows my mind. Even that full journey, even, and he was robbed, he won that fight, didn't he? Um, yeah. But it, it was better that he didn't win it in, in most senses because we all knew he won anyway. And, yeah. and then what he went back and did, and he's going to go do it again. Yeah, and that's why you, you always know that I'm a huge fan of boxing. Because I just think every boxer, it's one of the hardest sports in the world. And some of the stories they all have, it's just incredible. So, I, yeah, I love boxing. I'd, lo- I'd love to interview Tyson Fury as well. And I've, I've sent him umpteen messages. One might get through. But if anybody knows him <laughs> listening to this, we want him. I want you, Tyson. <laughs> you know, just to, to be our next mission. In case he is actually listening, that was you want him on the show, Paul. You're yeah, not calling right. him out like because I remember the last boxing fight you got involved in. I um, come second. You come second. Yeah, you was a fast second as well, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so, yeah, sorry. Retired me. You did retire. But when you came out, the crowd loved you, didn't they? The crowd oh, loved you. It was oh, good. It was all me. good. It was all good. It was all loved good. Me. No, I think he'd won that fight before he even stepped in the oh, ring, yeah, and just yeah. because of his fight with the mental health. But I think when we, when we look at that, though, what's that taught you on for, about mindset then? That actually, we do have bad days, and even world champions, heavyweight champions of the world, have down days and feel rubbish, but they get back up. And we go again. again. We he's, go he, again. He's on it. 
So, Joe, we're on the at the end now, aren't we? We, we got are. through it. We got through. It's been great, wasn't it? Sad, actually. Can we just uh, put some and more questions? We can have on? a breath towards Catway. Don't you worry. Okay then. So, is there anything that we should have asked but didn't? No, I don't think there is. Because I listen to the podcast, I really enjoy it. I don't think there is anything that you could have asked that you hadn't in in this format. I'm, I'm sure I'll be a guest again in the future. I think I'm you, sure you will. Be. We, we don't finish there because, but. And I'm going to ask you, but you're already converted. I know you've done our training, um, the talk suicide training. Yeah, absolutely, and I can't promote it enough. Yeah, so I, I don't even have to ask that. But we'll ask, uh, the main point, though, is we're always plugging the, the suicide uh, prevention training, but what would you say to anyone, um, Scotty, because you've done it, um, who's not done it, what difference could that make? And, and I think also talking from your own experience, because you've been there when people have helped you on your journey, What you wouldn't be here if it weren't for them people. So that training, what, what would you say to someone? It literally can save somebody's life and it probably saved mine from the guy I was speaking to. I don't know if he had done it at the time or he certainly should have done it um, if he hasn't because he was a real real nice chap. But it can anybody can do it. it 20 minutes, it can literally save a life yeah. and a family. And I think Look. congratulations again for your, for your story and for your journey. You've done absolutely amazing and we've seen your football talents great goal and we've got another event coming up haven't we at the weekend as this goes out so do you want to talk a bit more about that joe what we were up to this is part of the public health england work we're doing it at the suicide prevention so go on yes this is part of we have a a work stream with men you've been along you come along to that you're you're part of it and what we decided was that we was going to have um, actually i didn't decide you all decided that we was going to have a football event and it's going to be a tournament and we can't do it on suicide Convention day because it's a Friday, so we're doing it on the Saturday. Beverly, you've got us a cup, haven't you? Um, I've got sponsors. We're just in. We're just in discussion about what that will look like. But yes, there'll be a cup and there'll be medals. Look at this. Um, look at this. We can have twenty-four teams there, so they're going to be from charitable organisations and from organisations, so health, mental health organisations. We've got a team already, and really, this is around. There's going to be a period of reflection that day. I'd like to uh, be able to light a candle on the evening and have a moment's reflection, really, for those that have lost life to suicide. But this is really champion the work that we do. But it's about getting all of you guys together, and I think it'll be a really good. I think I've got like, 24 teams signed up or so, haven't we? We haven't got 24, but that's how many we can facilitate. All, so right, okay. all that, all that's just been done. We've got a meeting very soon to discuss further on so, that. So the date of that, just to confirm again, then that's going to be the the 11th of September. It's a Saturday, and it'll be in the afternoon. And we will send information. At Beverly, and it's going to be at Beverly Leisure Centre. Beverly Leisure Centre. Can't wait for that. Run out against Scott. Yeah, uh, yeah, I might do. I don't know if I've got another one of them goals in my locker, but let's. Uh, oh, I'm let's sure see. you have. Let's see. And this is going to be like the legacy, and I think this is what I really appreciated. It was this was your what you said was this is going to be a legacy because there's going to be a, a charity kind of league following this that will carry Humbercoast and Ville name. So when I've walked away next next year, there'll be something to remember, and I'm just really proud of that. And can't thank you. Well enough. done, Joe. Well done, Joe. Well thank done, you. everyone. So that's um, been an awesome podcast, Scotty. Yeah. yeah. Where can people find out about more about um, Luke Scott? Where, where they need to go? Where they need to hit up? Luke Scott on LinkedIn. On all social platforms, it's we go again, WGA. Love it. Right, so that's Leon checking out. Joe checking out. Paul checking out. Scotty checking out.
Latent plug. Think differently about your business IT. Let's face it, it's impossible to grow a business without digital technology. Now more than ever, with everything going on in the world right now, businesses are struggling to manage, protect and work in the cloud. Transform your business IT with expert support from ThinkCloud. Learn how the most successful businesses in your sector consistently generate up to 20% higher revenues at 30% lower costs. You've come this far. You got this. Check out www.think-cloud.co.uk and book a call today.